The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, it's the Masters Class, which drops each and every Sunday with our Masters of the Ring, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Guys, how are you today? I'm wonderful, David. How about yourself? I'm great, Bully. All good. Let's rock. All right, let's do this. Uh, Don't forget, you can listen to the Busted Open podcast uh, and the Masters class for free on the Busted Opens podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure to comment. We want to hear from you. And if you like what you hear, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And also, don't forget to go to podswag.com slash Busted Open for our brand new merchandise that we just dropped the week of WrestleMania. And one thing, gentlemen, that I want to talk about with you today is long-term storytelling. And it's something that probably over the last 10 to 15 years, we haven't really seen a lot of. But it seems over the last year, we've seen more and more of it. The bloodline probably being the biggest example of long-term booking and long-term storytelling. And Bully, it's something that we talk about a lot, you and I on Busted Open, about it and how it's missing. Do you feel like it's come back? And if you do, why? Uh, I think there are some storylines that have come back that are being told long-term fold. Obviously, the bloodline is the first one that comes to mind with Roman's championship reign closing in on a thousand days now and everything that we've seen uh with him with Heyman with the Usos with Solo with Sammy with Kevin with Cody and everybody involved I've always been a fan of long-term storytelling long-term storytelling in my opinion has always worked in the wrestling business I don't know why Uh, There was a portion of wrestling history that got away from it. I think we do live in an age of uh, instant gratification, the microwave generation of I want it and I want it now. But if they want it and they want it now and you just keep giving it to them, well, that means you're going to burn through a lot of things. And the best wrestling is not burnt through because if you're just giving them match after match after match, they don't have characters and stories to invest emotionally in. Thus, it just becomes about spirited contests and you can do that all day long. But I don't think that ju- wrestling matches for the sake of wrestling matches has ever truly drawn the big money in pro wrestling. When we think of the biggest WrestleManias, Hogan and Andre, Rock and Austin, storytelling, deep defined characters, good versus evil, black hat versus white hat. Uh, We get it. Uh, My favorite part 
of my own career is when there was long-term storytelling involved. The longest story I was involved in, obviously the aces and eights with the most um, uh, defined characters. That was a, you know, a favorite uh, time of mine for my business. So whenever I can watch pro wrestling, sports entertainment, fighting opera, whatever you want to call it, I like to watch it the same way I got hooked as a kid on watching the young and the restless with my grandmother. No young teenage kid wants to watch soap operas with their grandmother. But one day I started watching the young and the restless with my grandmother and whatever story they were telling on that particular day with the characters that were telling that story hooked me enough that for the next two years, I watched The Young and the Restless with my grandmother. Now, how do you just come in on one day as a young teenager and get hooked on a soap opera? They must have been doing something right. And when pro wrestling has clear-cut, defined characters with cohesive storytelling, that's when we do our best business. That's when it's the most entertainment. Dream matches to me, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant was a dream match. A lot of the stuff that's being pushed today as dream matches are just for instant gratification. And all you're going to be responding to is a bunch of spots and a bunch of moves and not to the actual wrestlers because you're really not connected to them. To me, long-term storytelling will always be where the money's at in pro wrestling. Yeah, and it, and it, and there's a, a few things I want to I wanna jump on that you just said, uh, Bully, and I feel like, the WWE right now is doing a great job of long-term storytelling, but it was also the WWE when they had that schedule of a monthly pay-per-view, they started telling stories that would only last a month. They would start right after a pay-per-view. They would play out for three or four weeks until the next pay-per-view, and then they would reset with a new story. And I feel like now they're doing a much better job of letting stories breathe. Um, and I do agree with you about soap operas. The last thing you want to do is watch a soap opera. But when you actually sit down and watch one episode, you're hooked. And you have to watch the next day and the next day and the next day after that. Cliffhangers. You know, you know give me a reason to tune into your show the next time it's on. And I feel like pro wrestling used to do it and it's starting to do it again. I don't like, uh, not that I don't like, I'm sorry. I don't sit there and watch TV. But if I happen to be in front of my TV when Law and Order comes on and I see the first two minutes of Law and Order, I know I'm not moving for the next hour because yeah. they've hooked me so well with the story they can tell in those first two minutes. Um, I think the, people always say, well, the business has changed so much. Things are different now. I'm not a big believer in that narrative, however, I, I I do believe in that we live in a generation now of, like I said before, instant gratification. So we have to give it to them right now. No, we don't have to give it to them right now. We set the pace. We're the performers. We're the, the entertainers. They're the fans that are paying admission. So if we tell some good long-term stories, with some 
good matches in between, they're going to stick around for the long-term storytelling because there's a different way to invest emotionally. In some matches, I invest emotionally because I'm going, whoa, we, I'm just popping for the moves. But then what I truly enjoy are the segments where I can pop and emotionally invest for the characters. Human beings have a, a range of emotions and wrestlers do not take advantage of the gamut of emotions that people have. They Most of the time, they're working for that moment. They're working for that pop. True professionals know how to get those moments and those pops through storytelling. Mark, there your you take. There's Go two, ahead. There's two for me. Mm-hmm. You remember the old Adam West Batman? Yes. The action starts and it builds to a crescendo. And then all of a sudden, we're out of time. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Didn't you tune in? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. They make you, we got the ability and the control to make people come back. We don't use it enough. Now, you're not a Star Wars guy. Bully is a Star Wars guy. So he's going to pop so damn big for what I'm about to say. You have the fight, and it looks like the team is going to win in Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, you hear this music, the evil empire. And Darth Vader comes walking through a a door that opens. Smoke is following him, lights. and, and And everybody's like, oh, shit. And then they say, go, I'll hold him off. And he takes this guy and he just crumbles him like a beer can and throws him away. And he's power walking. And then it goes to like a break to be continued. You, Everybody watches. Everybody comes back for that. I guarantee you Bully's watching The Mandalorian. I know Andre is. I can't wait to watch the episode today, but I got to get done with my work first. And I'm looking forward to the story because I've watched the other six episodes. I got, I, I don't, there's nothing else in this world that's more important to me right now than watching the next episode of The Mandalorian. We have that in wrestling. Well, and, and, we and, Mark, well, and Mark, what you just said is 100% true. There's certain series that it's like, I can't wait for next week. I, I can't wait because I got to see the follow-up. I, I'm not one of those people that binge watch anything. I don't have the time to binge watch. Go ahead, Bully. Guys, let's forget about my example of The Young and the Restless. Let's forget about Mark's example about Star Wars. Two great examples. Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yep. How did Georgia Championship Wrestling go off the air every week? As kids, remember, we would be looking at the clock going, oh, my God, 30 seconds left, 15 seconds left. Ah, ah, and It's breaking down in Tulsa. We'll let you know what happened next. Oh, my God. And then what did you do every day? Oh, my God, six more days till Georgia. There you go. Mark's got goosebumps. Five more days till Georgia Championship Wrestling. Four more days till Georgia Championship Wrestling. Okay, it's only three more sleeps until Georgia Championship. <laughs> couldn't wait to tune in. I hate, I hate, what'd you say? Said it's breaking down in Tulsa's from Mid-South, but I get your reference. Okay. 
Um, I hate that wrestling opens the book at eight o'clock and then closes the book at 10 or 11. Uh, I love I, to be continued. If you think about our generation, if we missed the show, that's it. We missed the show. Yeah. We're from before VCRs. Now, like with all the recording devices also, like, I mean, we have callers that call in and be like, oh, I caught up on, on social media. Well, to that point in that generation, cool. But you miss a lot of the fine points. I'm going based upon your clip, uh, me and you clip from Rebellion, where all the referees are holding the ladders. And they're like, didn't bully Rabel? And like, you're going off of a clip. But if you didn't watch the entire match, you don't know the story. And when you right. post something, then you're an idiot because you're just going on a clip. Um, <clears throat> that is, uh, again, and like I tell you, like I go to concerts with my daughters and the entire generation just holds up their phone the moment the, the concert comes on. Nobody watches with their eyes. Or if they are watching with their eyes, they're making sure they're doing other things. And listen, I get that. Um, when we're talking long-term, a thousand percent it will always work um i will i will quote dustin Rhodes all the time old school never dies um there have been we had sergeant slaughter on this show and he called up right after wrestlemania because he, he knew vince didn't know that he just lost his gi joe gig because they had canceled it and he called in to say what a great show it was just blah 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 and he was out for the company and he goes <clears throat> and Dave, you were there. Vince literally called. They got rid of the how you been, how you doing? And Vince laid out a one-year angle for Sergeant Slaughter's return for the WWE to get him to WrestleMania as the heel. <clears throat> and, like, think of that in between. I don't know how many hours it was for that. Um, when Bully mentioned Hogan, Andre, it was the dream match. You saw bits and seeds of it being planted, but then... Think of the long-term storytelling after WrestleMania three, which got you to what WrestleMania four, which got you to Saturday night's main event, like all these different things. That's long-term booking at its finest. Um, me personally, I know it works because you're talking to someone who's supposed to have a feud with Raven for three months. And then Raven was supposed to go back to the WWE and it was three years. You're also talking to somebody who, currently helps write television and I book this is where I I'm gonna go how do I get there and I mean Mickey James last rodeo it started with a conversation between her and I and then I was just like hmm now I know how to this is what we're going how do I get there what stops along the way and then unfortunately we have the sidetrack of or injury. And these things happen. The beauty of the bloodline, and, and we all love it. It's generated so much money. You have this one person who's amazing at this is Paul Heyman. I got to know, like, number one, like, and I see bits and pieces. The best part about the Raven Dreamer feud, what I always talk about, is all the characters that have emerged from that in the industry. Think of all the characters that have become, not emerged, main eventers because of this one storyline. The other part, <clears throat> I got to witness, and so did Bully, firsthand. Taz versus Sabu. For one year, 
we're going to build this pay-per-view main event and never have two guys touch. And I got to watch that beauty. And that straight up, listen, was from Paul Heyman. I had, I had nothing to do with it, and I don't think Taz or Sabu had anything to do with it. That was all from Paul. And ha- like that is unheard of today because of two guys not touching. But it, it's, listen, man, we've, we've heard it. We've, we've seen it. We've lived it uh, with Becky Lynch losing in uh, seconds, right? Like that happened, and then it was like, that was a six-month story arc. If I had total control over whatever company I'm writing for, I use every bit and piece of social media that I can to further those stories and hook people because it's so easy to do it. We th- like everything that happened <clears throat> like behind the scenes of companies. If you let people in just a little bit, but you could control that entire environment. I know it because I've done it and I still do it. And you get people emotionally invested into it. So yes, it does work. And if it doesn't work or the storyline isn't setting or the people like, eh, they're not reacting the way we want them to react. It's so easy to set up. Well, this is where we're going to blow this off, or this is where we're going to turn this person or the proverbial. And this is old schools. Old school can get, you know, the person is going to turn. You see it each and every week. You just don't know when. And the moment of the when is when I got you. Mark, you had something. You 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 stole my thunder, Tommy. But I, but that's that was not my favorite. I wanted to ask y'all what was your favorite story. And my favorite story was the two guys that came together by chance, like the acclaim, just put together by chance, and then a story forms, and then it goes on, it goes on. And then all of a sudden, one starts to shine too much over the other. And the other one gets jealous. And shit started happening bad for the guy all of a sudden. And all along, it was that teammate sticking the knife in slow, just barely at a time. Just and, and then all of a sudden, it comes to fruition. Hey, I see what you're doing. If you got a problem with me, why don't you just come to me? Because you didn't listen. And then you tell that story, and then they get they blow up into a fight at the end. That that was always my favorite. The brothers that come to war. And that's not being done no more. Why can't we do it? Well, I, I think you see hints of it. And when you were giving that story i think about the mentor and the student that's we've seen that story play out many many times but as tommy was explaining about ecw and about paul Heyman, it got me thinking about the bloodline story because look how long the bloodline story has been and and he also mentioned about the characters that come out of a story think about the characters that have come out of the bloodline story it's been Roman. No. It's been the Usos, Solo Sokoa, Paul Hammond, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. Uh, now you have Matt Riddle involved, Brock Lesnar. Like you've you've had like twelve to fifteen people emerge out of the same 
storyline that's become a part and a thread of that story. And there's no end in sight. There's been so many twists and turns in this story. I don't know how this is ultimately going to end. I thought it was going to end at WrestleMania 39 with Cody beating Roman. That didn't happen. Is it going to end at SummerSlam? Is it going to end at next year's WrestleMania? Bully, we thought it was going to end with Roman meeting The Rock at WrestleMania. That's not even... That's so far in the rearview mirror now. I really don't know where this story is going to go. It's a beautiful story, and it's being told in 2023, and people are in for it. That's why I think that if you tell a good story, you're going to grab fans' attention. Um, <clears throat> it's been working since day one. Yes. You know what's so funny? What, what Mark, Mark described without even describing it? Sean and Marty. And one of the greatest turns, and Dave, you and I saw it, like, hey, the Rockers started losing matches. The Rockers never won the titles. There was miscommunication amongst them. One guy would move and, like, the proverbial bump into the other guy guy were pinned. And then the beauty of this, you have two talents. Where do I go with these guys? And I think in the beginning, most people wouldn't have thought that Sean was the guy. You know? And, like, but we saw that. The one of my favorite angles of all time, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA. Yep. Go back and just like you watch that and you're like, how is this beloved man like gonna turn? And think of the beauty of that a guy who you can't see his face. And then when he slaps his face and you want Magnum TA to fight and he refuses to fight. Listen, Paul did the same thing with me and Terry. But It's just, this is the beauty that you can still do today. You see it in movies. Why? Because then there's always a part two. If the movie's good, if you have all these characters that are able to go and do all these things, there's beautiful magic to be happened. And by magic, I also mean money. You're making me smile because you're talking about what I love. Because you saw the great... Yeah, because you you got to witness as a kid when we're innocent. We had no other thoughts in our life. But then you're like, oh, shit, I got to see it. Mark got to see it, too, with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. And we're back to seeing that. And and you know what? Not all the time are you going to get the the outcome that you want. Case in point, a match that Bully you were at and Tommy you were at, and that's Jimmy Snuka and Don Morocco. What a great story that was told. And and that, that ended... Jimmy Snuka never won that Intercontinental Championship. Never. He never won that title. Now, he had that moment jumping off the cage. But but what I wanted to see was him winning the Intercontinental title. That story was played out for months and months and months. And honestly, the outcome was not something that I, I never got fully satisfied with the outcome of that story. And when Mark asked earlier on about our own individual favorite stories... Come on now, come on. First thing that popped into my head was the evolution of Jimmy Snuka. Remember when Snuka spoke for the first time on Piper's Pit? That was a <laughs> that was a huge deal. Yeah. I, I he you know Captain Lou was browbeating him, browbeating him, right? And then either Snuka just said he said no. I think he just said one word. I think he just said no. And you were like, oh, he can talk. 
the simplicity of it. You know who they should have did. You know who they should have did that with, and they missed the opportunity. Solo Sokoa. No, Hook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hook should not have ever spoken a word until you sold out ten thousand seats to hear him speak his first words. Good call. That's a really good, good call, bully. Hey, good Dave. One. <clears throat> I told you this before. Me, it wasn't on the show. Me, it was just me and you hanging out. And I told you, I don't remember how many times that I cried about wrestling. I, all I know is the first time that I cried in wrestling. When, when Andre took the cross off of Hogan's neck, just tears. No crying, no sobbing. Just the emotional pain of my favorite wrestler doing something that hurt my soul. I want more of that in wrestling. You're bleeding, brother. Oh, man. I, but, I just, the, can I tell you mine, Dave, before you go? Yes. Uh, greatest long-term, and again, we're blessed to have behind the scenes to, to interview these guys. Kevin Sullivan, Dusty Rhodes. Kevin Sullivan and Dusty Rhodes are good versus evil. Kevin says, this is all Dusty. Du he goes, I'm losing. We're setting up the big match, a loser leave town. This is before the internet. He goes, I'm losing to everybody. I'm losing to Scott McGee. I'm losing to everybody taking the pin, and everyone thinks I'm finishing up. And this is before even smart marks. And then he beats Dusty. And now Dusty has to leave Florida. And seriously, this is one of my favorite angles ever because of when you think of how great it is. Now, here comes the Midnight Rider. And the one stipulation is, if the Midnight Rider is unmasked, and it is Dusty Rhodes, he has to leave Florida forever. Sidebar. The Midnight Rider versus Ric Flair. No, I'm sorry, Harley Race. Midnight Rider beats him, pins Harley Race. He's the new NWA champion. Here's your conundrum. You, in the NWA, if you won the NWA title, you had to unmask. So now the Midnight Rider, if he unmasks, he can never, and it's Dusty Rhodes, Dusty He's Rhodes gone. can never wrestle in yep. Florida. So the Midnight Rider has to give up the most cherished possession because he loves the people of Florida so much. Now he just got another angle over. But think about that. I'm now the world champion. Everything I ever tried to accomplish, here it comes. And now I have to give it back because I love you people so much. Beautiful. Beautiful in its, in its artistry. How do you not cheer for that guy? Good, Tommy. Good. And, and that, but you know what, guys? It takes fans to buy in. Like you have to buy, you have to buy into the characters. You have to buy into the personalities. You 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 have to get support from the performers as well. You know, they the the two wrestlers that are in a feud can't be taking pictures together and posting it on social media or thanking them on social media for the great story that was told last night. Like it takes everyone to buy in. That's that again. That goes back. To what we talked about with all access, you know, with AEW, 
when you show me the strings on the puppet, I'm always going to know that what I'm looking at is not real. It's not reality. And that's the magic of it. Do you guys remember when Ric Flair beat Harley Race for the NWA championship and Flair did his first interview and he thanked Harley Race for a great match and took a picture with him for the front page of the Charlotte uh, Charlotte newspaper? That, it would never happen. Oh, you don't remember that? No. You know what, Bully? I'm going to throw out something that we talked about Mark, recently. You're, 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 Mark, I'm being sarcastic. What I mean is... I know. I I don't know how this business evolved into taking pictures with your blood-stained opponent who you despise and just fought and posting them on social media and thanking them for a match. Here's another thing I hate. And I, I have never done this. And I have always said to other wrestlers, don't do this while I'm in the same ring as you. Thank you, brother. Do not thank me in a fucking wrestling ring. Thank you, brother. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't thank me. You want to thank me? Say it in the back. Buy me a shot. Buy me a piece of, buy me a stack. You want, all you have to do is say that. You don't say thank you in a ring. I don't care who you are. Ugh. Hey, when you talk about when you went with uh, Harley Race, Ric Flair, I thought you were going to go long-term storytelling. Again, beautiful. Camera in the ring. Leans into Rick, Ricky Steamboat. Thank you, brother. I owe you one. Set the tone. Think of how today you and I and every other wrestler that has watched Rocky, we always talk about, I, you owe me one. And then how they stopped it, both guys. Ding. Guess what? Rocky two, three, four, five, six, Creed, you know, they hooked us and they're still hooking you. And think about it. It was 33 years later that you found out what the outcome of that fight that you're talking about. It took, you know, they didn't tell you until the first Creed movie who actually oh, won that fight. Well, uh, I, another reason why you should watch Creed, Mark, because you, you you waited 33 years to find out who won that fight. How great was it? You want to talk about character development. I know we're going oh, way off. On, I know we're going way off on a tangent here, right? But character development, it can be a small character. It doesn't have to be the main character of a movie. What was the name of Rocky's opponent in Rocky one, and we learn his name in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, it was uh, Spider um, Rico. Spider Rico. How great was it? Fast forward to Rocky, whatever, five, six, whatever movie it was, when we see Rocky letting Spider Rico eat for free and then Spider washing the dishes. And Mark, and, and Mark didn't see this movie either. Shame on him. Um, Rocky Balboa. It was, it was the, I guess, the sixth Rocky movie. Mark, Spider Rico is, is working in, in Rocky's restaurant. And then uh, Duke, Apollo's trainer, trains Rocky for the exhibition fight that he has at the end of the movie. Like, again, Bully's right. Small, I'm going to watch it. No, but, 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 but the point is, small characters that are really insignificant in the story. 
But because we're so emotionally invested in the story, even those small characters. Listen, you guys are Star Wars guys. Boba Fett. Boba Fett was in what? Return of the Jedi. The guy gets jobbed out at the beginning of the movie. Every Star Wars fan knows who Boba Fett is. Guy gets jobbed out in the first three minutes of the movie. But you know his name. You know his character. Because you're so emotionally invested in the story that even the smallest characters are significant because it's because the story is so significant. Hey, one last thing, and then I'm just going to lay out. Um, Mark had talked about it with Gunther. Gunther Seamus, that was that wasn't a big build. The match got so over, and then, like, I know I have something in these two guys. Well, what if I throw Drew McIntyre in there? And you have these guys tagging all the way up to WrestleMania, and think of the reaction when a, it was a backstage reaction when they announced that it was going to be a three-way for the match. The pace went nuts. How we used to watch wrestling, that old school, we're reacting to the old school Titantron is what they used to call yeah. it. But those backstage segments, and when you get a roar of the crowd for that, you know you got them. And that was just a way, <clears throat> I know I got two guys that could work well together. I Now I got three mat, three guys I know could work together. They're physical, they're going to tear it up. Let's stretch this out to what? The biggest payoff of the of you can, WrestleMania. It's not hard. It's not right. Listen, I guys, I remember my first three way I jobbed out in two minutes. Um Mark Bully Tommy Great episode of the Masters class. I want to hear from the Busted Open Nation. Go to at Busted Open Radio. Uh, tell us what you think. If you love what you hear on the Masters class that drops each and every Sunday exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast, then maybe you might want to tune in to our live show Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation. For Bully, for Mark, for Tommy, for myself, Dave LaGreca, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Club. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. 
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 